You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show, second edition this week, coming back uh, after the holiday rush. I've got Michelle of Pink Collars, um, just absolutely knocking it out of the park, helping service autopilot members run a virtual office. And the the topic we're going to go and talk to today with Michelle is, AI, artificial intelligence, is it a job killer? And is there a place for it in your lawn care, home cleaning, or service business? Um, so really curious to see how Michelle has it taken this. I've got a few ideas myself. We haven't really talked about <laughs> this. And I know uh, Michelle absolutely loves going live on Facebook. So um, here we go. Uh, SA members, I uh, had the pleasure to meet Michelle at SA5. They had a table there um, promoting and showing what they can do for the SA community. Uh, Michelle, but if some people haven't heard of you, uh, they don't know who you are. Would you mind just giving us a little background of uh, business-wise yourself, and then how you how you came up with this uh, business, Pink Collars, and and for what I'm seeing, you're doing one heck of a job helping people out with a virtual office. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I started in 2010, just saying yes to an opportunity um, after losing my job in the commercial construction and architecture business. Uh, when the economy took a little bit of a dip there, uh, a lot of us were left without work. And so I found that if I just said yes to something that would give me some better opportunities and give me the ability to stay home with my children, that was really something I wanted to to uh, create. So I started working for a small tree service that did tree um, tree maintenance and tree care and worked with them um, for about three years and then decided that this was a great job that I could share with other people. Um, So I just created a small business and we've been working on CRMs remotely since that year, so 2010. So this is our ninth year in business. Um, And we work with a lot of the folks out there in field service, home service, and place virtual or remote customer service reps um, in the field, helping them every day on their business. Awesome. Thank you for that. So I guess the big thing right now is is, if what we're seeing in the headlines and and some research we've done and maybe a little talk we've had before is, uh, you know, customer service reps are kind of caught in the the crosshair of artificial intelligence. So I guess before we really dive into where do these customer service reps fall in the crosshair of, of AI, what is AI, artificial intelligence, and what part of that are we talking about in a service business particularly? Well, AI, artificial intelligence, um, for lack of a better term, is helping people connect to services, connect to um, companies, connect to any any sort of business in a much quicker way. Um, I think chatbots are something that we're all very familiar with, and you can place questions in and get responses, you know, before you get selected to be put in front of a live customer service rep. I find that, you know, in our industry, in the customer service field, there are a lot of people that are really nervous about AI taking over our jobs. Um, And customer service reps are for sure in the crosshairs of AI. I mean, there's a lot of repetitive tasks that could be automated and could be replaced by artificial intelligence. Um, We just find in the field service business that you guys are so ahead of it in terms of, personalizing the automation experience within the software platform. So taking some of those repetitive tasks off our plate is actually a positive thing. Um, 
you know, things like simple growth and the 20 days to close, these automations that do some of these repetitive tasks for us make us actually a more powerful employee, not an employee that would be outsourced or um, gotten rid of altogether. You know, I appreciate bringing that up. And, and, and obviously the point of this talk here is we're not selling a service, but we want to give everybody some content and some value. But uh, what you're talking about is the 20 days to close is, is basically it's an automated estimate follow-up. And, and what Michelle's responding to is basically at different points in that automated estimate follow-up, whether you're building one yourself or using something that's pre-built, um, is the ability to have consistency and follow-up. And mm -hmm. being like a service, like Michelle's like a virtual assistant or have an office uh, person, especially in that spring rush, these, these repetitive tasks uh, tend to slip through the cracks because it's relying on someone to have the bandwidth at the time to do that. So it starts to buy back that time and allows, in my opinion, at least that individual in your office or that virtual assistant to be most effective on the biggest return on investment. And you can almost replicate yourself as the mm -hmm. owner through these automations and you can have the salt, the call script in the price over objection, objection, and the sales objection, overcoming these things the way you, the business owner, want it to happen with consistency and day in and day out. And then you can use um, the other things that need to be done in the business without the automations and the AI that need that human touch. So, yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, we're seeing things like we all remember the 90s when the call center experience started to come to the forefront and we all knew what a call center sounded like. It was out, out of the country, it was offshored, outsourced, um, and everybody got the runaround. And that experience was one of the first ways that sort of customer service reps were marginalized um, in, in the job market. And we saw a lot of things go overseas. Now we're watching that that correction is already being made and people don't like the call center experience. They, they understand when they're being you know, sent offshore and you're getting negative customer feedback. So that part of the business has really corrected itself. And we feel like we're going to see a similar correction, if not even a quicker turnaround. I mean, I, I was watching a commercial just recently for T-Mobile and they say that they're leading the way in putting customer service first they understand the call center roll around, roll around and run around. And they don't believe that having to correct that is necessary for their business. They want to have a human component almost immediately with their customers. So I think big business is really seeing that that was a, a misstep in the previous years. And I think that they're seeing AI in a more human way and they don't want to distance themselves from their customers. And I think that you touched on two big things that would actually add a lot of value to this conversation is the first one is customer satisfaction and experience. And I know one of uh, the, other, the other big proponents of service autopilot is Martha Woodward. She owns a product, uh, quality driven software, QDS. Yeah. Um, I think she may have a couple extra tickets left over for her February event coming up here in uh, sunny San Diego. But uh, what Martha does is she go, actually goes out and does a quality survey and she has a score and it ranks and actually has a mm -hmm. quality um, basically feedback for those cleaners or the people in the lawn care industry. So it's, it's not just for home cleaning, but it's for lawn care or any service industry, but they're going to get quality scores and, and it gives them instant feedback to make sure that customer experience is mm -hmm. up and center. And that is the core focus of your business. I love the fact that Martha has kind of dialed that in and now she's able to actually get a non-emotional benchmark in each one of those platforms. Um, yeah. 
where AI and a lot of this automation and different technologies coming in is we've got multiple facets of the business where originally it was it was reliant on the business owner. It was heavy. It was on our shoulders. We didn't mm-hmm. have a life because we were constantly putting these fires out and trying to move around these different things. Um, and then I guess the other pretty cool integration right now that I'm seeing um, that's buying back that time, mm-hmm. but creating that consistency that you speak of is Send Gym, the integration there, where uh, you can go in and automate such things as a lead letter, so a hard copy mail, yeah. uh, a ringless voicemail bound, the follow up on the estimates. And then the coolest part about it, I think, is the ability for it to be automated. But when you get a new client, um, route density is the name of the game. It drops a geo pin on that house and grabs the nine houses around it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. <laughs> you are hitting those houses with a flyer saying, hey, you know, we're overcutting Mrs. Smith's house. Mm-hmm. We'd love to service you too. So we're building that route density. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like automations or AI that are tying in, but they're creating offline communications or conversions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not only that it's it, it's automated and it's, you know, through like a, a, the internet, but it, it's creating some offline marketing opportunities as well. Um, and I guess... You mentioned chatbots. So mm-hmm. I know in our company, we use a product called ManyChat. But I mean, do you have any um, reflection or in, you know comments on the chatbots? Where, where is that in that AI? And I know there's a lot of different uh, varying opinions on yeah. are chatbots too, are they just basically too fresh? There's not enough um, sophisticated AI to, to make a good conversation and start using them yet. So what's your opinion on that? My personal opinion, we don't use chatbots in our business. I've seen them and I, I we've seen them work um, well. I find that the quicker you can get to a live representative, kind of the more um, authentic of an experience the customer is going to receive. And that first interaction with your business, I think, is really critical. Um, so I believe that they're, they have a place in the market for sure um, to be able to identify when someone's available to take that chat. Um, but I still believe that as quick as you can get to a human, the better you're off you're going to be, especially in the home services business. I mean, we're doing things that are very personal to people. We're working on their homes. I mean, these are their castles. So we really got to be a little bit more sensitive um, to how we interact with those customers because of that sensitivity. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a podcast. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Yeah, and, it, it, and I, I think that it, you know, it is, it's a personal space. I mean, I, I literally just hired one of uh, the service autopilot members to actually come clean my personal house. And I'll be honest with you, I was, I was the only one home and I had, I had to let her in. It, 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 it is personal. And it, it, I yeah. guess service business owners, if we're doing it day in and day out, we forget about that interaction. Yeah. Did you? Um, yeah. But I think my personal opinion is pretty similar to yours on the chatbot. Um, I, I like the chatbot. And I don't think the AI is there to completely automate the whole experience. But sure. Spring Rush, I think it's pretty cool where it can go in and at least have a contact point, mm-hmm. warm up a cold lead. Yep, I it's agree. Going to the right direction, so it introduces that human interaction. So very similar. There's many chatbots out there. The one I'm familiar with most is that ManyChat, but it can go in and it, based on the response, it can actually go out and notify somebody in your office to pick up the phone and call that person or get out of on live. So I, I really like the fact that it's allowing us to funnel those cold leads in, warm them mm-hmm. up and then hand them off to where they need to go. If you could do some segmentation in there. 
Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And just capturing their information and letting them put the data entry in, email address, name, information, whatever that initial contact is, gives you the ability to grab them again and put them in your database. So that's that's very powerful. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all these things, actually, we see them as a benefit to us. We don't see them as a job killer or something that's coming after our work. We see them as making us actually more powerful and more integral to the business because we can accomplish so much more with one human. I mean, I'm putting numbers on the board right now and projections for 2019 for some of our businesses. And we're going to be able to run through so much more volume with one human in the saddle, I call it, um, than ever before because of the sideline automations and integrations. I mean, the stats are astounding that if you can, you know, increase your customer retention by as little as 5%, that you can increase your bottom line sales at a minimum 25 to 90%. So 5% to 25% is a no brainer. I mean, every business owner should want to retain that customer and touching them periodically throughout the season or asking them for, you know, additional services in a different vertical that you may now offer is crucial. It's, it's crucial. It really is. And I really like that virtual assistant model, um, very similar with Michelle's pink collars. I mean, if I had started my business, uh, you know, 24 years ago and I knew about these things, it would have alleviated the overhead of the office. It would have allowed me yeah. to be live on the phone with my customers while I was still out in the truck. Um, and it just would have created a standardized workflow and process in the office. So I think that that, that part of the business, especially in the service industry, is one of the lacking issues um, to scale that 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 growth mark probably between that two fifty and five hundred thousand dollar mark is going to mm -hmm. be that seems to be the biggest hurdle where it's not necessarily in the budget quite yet. Um, yeah. it, for pennies on the dollar, you can go out and get a VA to actually um, tackle that. So I think that that is is really positive. Yeah, it but really it, is, and I think what differentiates us to you know back to the sort of call center model is that we assign a person to that business that works every single day, day in and day out, just like an employee would. So we get to know your customers. We look at your weather every day. We get to know everything about your personal life that you may or may not wanna share. We get to see how the culture of your company is and we just jump in lockstep with that culture and help to continue that culture and that you know olive branch out to your customers every single day by interacting with them in a super professional and efficient way and just having all these tools at the ready makes our job so much easier truly it does yeah i just got a comment here from uh, tim and he he basically uh is, is looking at it and he, he his thought was that it, it can actually screen out uh, clients and filter them out so the, the right the right ideal client and I, I gotta agree with Tim on this one 100% um, long as it's not too automated but you, with some of the tools and the delays you can actually make it look like a person's typing uh, based on yeah. so um, long as it's not too automated I think it is a great tool Tim brings up a great great point sure. you can uh, filter out you know some of some of those things for sure great so, um, yeah. So I guess, Michelle, as we're wrapping it up here, is there anything um, right now that, that you can think of that, you know, we as business owners going into 2019 should be looking at an AI technology um, early adoption? Is there anything that you're seeing in the VA field or service business field with working hundreds of businesses now? Um, mm -hmm. what, what's, the, what's the next trend? What are you thinking? 
Well, I'm super impressed by all of the mapping tools and the mapping features and getting the information, you know, from the job site addresses. I think that is incredibly powerful. Um, I would love to see a combination of a send gym where it actually did a full takeoff of all the neighbors' houses and sent a full estimate by mail. Um, I would love to see that happen. Um, just, you know, actually give them a, a flatline price. Like I'm doing, you know, neighbor X's lawn for X and this is what I can do for you for Y. Um, I, I think that sort of next level of customer service and information is what a lot of homeowners are going to expect. Um, they're going to want to be able to have things done in a quick and efficient manage manner. Um, and then I'm also seeing that texting communication from a business owner to a homeowner is key. Um, the stats on millennials and folks in their early 30s that are owning homes really don't see chat or text as an unprofessional way to communicate. They actually prefer it. Um, so really upping your game with your texting and that type of communication. Um, we're moving as a business to Slack. Um, so that we can keep our interactions not only corporate-wide, but with our customers really quick and, and painless. And we tell people all the time, digitize your phone number, get a way to get those texts in and out of your business and let us monitor them. And there are lots of platforms out there that we can you know, refer you to to help you with that process. If your business phone is your cell phone and you're getting a lot more texts than normal, um, for your business, it's time to digitally interface that number so that somebody else can start managing that data. Great feedback. Could, couldn't agree with you more. I know working yeah. as a certified advisor with a lot of the SA members, a lot of them are really hesitant to that two-way texting feature. But I, I think that it, once you get over that initial, like, I don't know, it, it, no, nobody wants to talk to people anymore. I mean, yeah. it, it, they that, love it. They love it. And it's in <laughs> their hands. They may not pick the phone up, but they're going to see that text message. Um, same thing with the messenger integration, whether it's a chat bot or just messenger itself, I think that is a, a channel. And if you look at um, like WeChat out in uh, in China, mm -hmm. you know, 85 to 90% of business to consumer transactions now are actually being handled through WeChat. Um, and they are usually the first thing that we look at as we're trying to be an early adopter in the States. Um, so I think it's really going there. So my prediction is Facebook messenger bots, um, they're not new, but that's where they're going. So they are the new email list of basically this time. So back in the day, if you had the biggest email list, you made a fortune when email marketing was really starting out. Not that email marketing doesn't work now, but this is the next level. So if somebody subscribes to a bot or interacts with that, they become part of your messenger list and you can actually blast out messages through Facebook messengers, wholesale, um, done that. So we're, we're going to be having a, um, a user group for service autopilots uh, hosted by Simple Growth. It's going to basically be a two-day event uh, and a good example is, is I actually captured people who are interested through my Facebook Messenger bot for Simple Growth, and then we broadcasted out information about this. But as soon cool. as my bot, I was able to communicate with them. The only thing to be very cautious with is you need to be careful with this technology because it's in their hand, and you've got to be cautious of what time you're sending it. So yeah. the good thing is it's always on them, but the bad thing is it's always on them. We're talking to same thing with text messages. You, if you're building an automation, you may want to take it from the weekends and push it back to the normal weekday between yeah. maybe 8 and 5 p.m. So we want to be cognizant of the channel and the timing and the type of communication. But when you, you have all three of those together, you've got the trifecta for business success. It's yeah. automated. 
and your team will probably be ready to adopt AI. So um, if anybody's watching, shameless plug, Simple Growth will be uh, hosting a New York event. I am uh, That's great. today, February 14th, 15th, two-day event, literally from foundation all the way through billing. Uh, we are going to go one to many and set up Service Autopilot for success and hopefully show you where some of these AI technology can be plugged in. Uh, Michelle, if people haven't heard about you, who you are, how do they reach out to you, learn more about AI, uh, pink collars, the VA assistant, and how you're helping new service autopilot and existing service autopilot uh, clients for success in a virtual office where they don't have to manage it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, through some virtual magic, you're, you're making some great things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, they can reach out to uh, my husband, Doug, who's in charge of our sales. I'll go ahead and put a link up um, for his calendar. You can book a time with him. He's got about a 15 minute quick and dirty presentation. He goes through, talks to you exactly how it works, um, how our folks interact with your team, um, how we work on your software platform, how we work with your integrations. Um, so it's really helpful, just sort of quick, uh, quick ideas of how we can work with your business. Um, so I'll put that link up. And then you can always look at us on, on our website, pinkcollars.com. And we do have a live chat um, uh, integration there. And it actually goes to my husband's phone and it goes off 24 hours a day and he's constantly answering it. So he's he loves that thing. He That thing lights up at 11 o'clock at night and he's talking to guys in the field because um, sometimes that's the only time they have to talk. So we, we make ourselves available a lot on that live chat app for our own business. So we know how it works. Love it. Thanks again, Michelle, too. And okay. just as a note, uh, we're going to be coming back as a weekly talk show next week. Uh, going to be trying to get Marcus Sheridan on the sales line. We talked at SA5, uh, tentatively working on getting Ezra Firestone, one of the biggest names in digital marketing on the SA Weekly talk show. Haven't got confirmation, but if we can lock that up, that is going to be absolutely huge. Um, and just in closing, too, if you're looking to kind of hone in on 2019 success, um, check out Service Autopilots Academy. I think there's a few spots left open, but we've been working with a lot of the elite academy members as well as regular academy members as a certified advisor um, of Simple Growth and just blown away with the powerhouse presenters and teaching things that are going on. I know uh, Jason Cup is going to be coming in uh, and helping the academy members with some budgeting and overhead recovery um, at their next meetup. So, I mean, there's just a ton, a ton of value in this ecosystem. All you need to do is reach out and ask for it, and we're here to help. So hopefully everybody's uh, getting their plans there to the course 2019. Michelle, appreciate yep. everything you do for our ecosystem and our uh, clients over here at SA. Until uh, next week, go out and have a great weekend. And if you're in the Northeast, bundle up. we got a foot and a half of snow coming to the next <laughs> Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. See, See you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an Estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.